1: How on earth did that happen?
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wonder Goal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network presented to you by Bet365. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me for this, our last actionable episode of the 2022-2023 soccer season will be Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham. And before I bring them in, just a reminder, Wonder Goal is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. The offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, in the United States. If you have a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, on to... The showpiece of the European soccer season, Manchester City and Inter Milan. It's Anthony, me and BJ tried to, to tell Anthony all season, you might want to bet this Inter team. Yeah, the draw the draw is going to break for them. Uh, you know, then you can work on figuring out a hedge as you get to final. Uh, Did he listen to us? I don't know. But right now, uh, to lift the trophy, City's minus 450. Enter, plus 333 at Bet365. The three-way line, City, minus 223. Enter, plus 550. The draw is plus 375. This match is taking place 3 p.m. Eastern time, and it is taking place in Istanbul. In Turkey, not... All that exciting of a uh, a betting proposition here, the way that the the, the match kind of sets up. I do think there's probably a ton of people out there with you know, city city to win futures, and uh, you know, congratulations Congrats. if you are yeah. one of those yeah. folks. Uh, there's certainly a lot less people out there who had RB Leipzig tickets. Um, those look they they might be dead. Uh, But BJ, what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. here, City and Inter?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about this quite a bit, and and I've been going back and forth on it. Not really, you know, I mean, it's going to be the same conversation we had about the FA Cup final where City is overvalued. Like, that's just how it is now. Um, You know, we were texting on the side during the FA Cup final saying how Anthony just kept calling City frauds the entire season that they won, (laughs) what, 23 straight matches. He said they never (laughs) even played their best game. Uh, but I mean, listen, there's, there's a lot of pressure on City here. They're going for the treble. Like the pressure is off Inter. Uh, they, <laughs> but so my projection on this match is I have City for the 90 minutes at minus 152 and to lift the trophy at minus 227. So there is value on Inter. You know, if you can find I think the best price, I found was plus 350 on Inter to lift the trophy. That's kind of where I've landed. Um, I'm waiting for Inter plus one and a half to get to a better price if I ever want to play that. And I think there's some stuff tactically that Inter has shown throughout this Champions League run and in Serie A that they can give City some problems. So they play out of a 3-5-2, so they can very easily, you know, sink five guys into the back line, not allow City to create overloads. And when City likes to do their 3-2-5 buildup, they are a very capable pressing team. Like they were fourth in Serie A and per defensive action. They were top five in opponent buildup completion percentage allowed, but they're facing the best buildup team in the world. And, the other thing with Inter though is it's not like they haven't seen like elite build-up teams. They were in a group with Bayern and Barcelona during the group stage. I know it's a long, long time ago. The really the only match, if you look on XG, that they got completely blown out was the very first match against Bayern Munich. Every other match was fairly close on XG, even if the final scoring line didn't say that. So, Inter, a team that's very, very capable, building out of the back and playing in transition, is a team that can give City some problems. So. I've been kind of monitoring what Inter is to score. It's now kind of dropped below minus 150, which I think is quite interesting. Like I have them 0.8 goals here to score projected. So if that line drifts down to minus 140, minus 135, I'll have to hammer on that. There's also some interesting props that we can talk about in a little while. But kind of where I've landed is kind of feels similar to how I felt about the FA Cup, which City did lose on XG. I know Mitch city, Manchester United had a penalty in there, but it wasn't a, a rousing performance from City. So I do like Inter if you can get plus one and a half at minus one twenty or better. Uh, I would take that. You know, I'm probably going to sprinkle half a unit on Inter to lift the trophy. Um, but this is the game we're going to have to play now with Manchester City because they are overvalued and they're going to be overvalued as we continue on to the next season as well.
3: Yeah, they're not just overvalued as a team, but you look at like the player prop market. It's yeah, it's it's I mean, absurd. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Holland is minus one ninety to score anytime. Oh my gosh! He's under ten to one to score a hat trick. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's bizarre. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think like it's it's gonna end up being into nothing here. I maybe can build a a little bit of, like a lotto ticket, same game parlay, um, if you want. But it's, I mean, Anthony called them frauds all season, but it's mm-hmm. it's been pretty incredible to watch City just dominate for since middle of January because of the, the relegation battle that like I was focused so much on with, with Everton, like the, I don't know if I fully grasped just how good this team was. And, um, and like you said, like they, they, they scored in the first 15 seconds in the FA cup and then United kind of wrestles control the game back, but they, just because they were chasing it. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like city was ever under the, under, uh, too much pressure there. And, um, yeah I mean I'm I'm gonna bet against them in all likelihood on Saturday and it's just gonna go poorly Anthony yeah and
2: what I would say one thing really quick I, one thing we've also seen with Inter is like they've throughout this entire Champions League run in the round of 16 they've never really been playing from behind they've been playing with the lead for a pretty much the entire way to the final here so it'll be very interesting to see if city does score really how inter actually plays that but sorry go ahead Anthony
4: this might be the longest I've ever gone without like uttering words. On show.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, after uh, after all the, the things you said about City.
4: Well, I was just getting slapped around there we're for putting, like 15 we'll minutes. The, I feel like I, uh, I got to get my piece in here. You know, look, uh, certainly uh, when I said that City was worse uh, in November and December, that was uh, not aging well. Uh, but I also, you know, we, we did bet like City every week to win the league repeatedly over and over again. Some in, of us uh, did. In March. BJ did not. He was He was still clinging on to the hope. <laughs> but I think... I agree again. And I think the most interesting takeaway, I agree that City's overvalued. When, when you look at the, the match against United uh, I saw a Kevin Debrana that was completely gassed by the hour mark. I saw a city team that really didn't press effectively in the second half. If You look through some of the data uh, United was able to build up better, uh, not as well uh, as like a certain team, maybe like a better team would because of De Gea's inabilities to play out from the back. I mean, he had a lot of giveaways uh, that you know came from his errant passes. But I think when you look at this matchup and you think, okay, how what's the case for Inter to win? City conceded the second highest percentage of XG from set pieces this year in the league. Inter was very good on set pieces in in Serie A, and, and it was one area of strength. They have enough size and uh, the big center backs, and if Lukaku or Jako, depending on who starts. Like, that's potentially an avenue. Uh, Inter also had the second-most transition goals in the Champions League. That's a pretty big, uh, you know, feather in their cap because it shows me that they don't have to have the ball necessarily. And, you know, the, the reason that I bet Inter back in whenever the hell it was, I guess January, when the draw came out and they got Porto in the right of 16, it was like, well, in a year where there are not very many good defenses in Europe, everybody's flawed except probably City at the top and maybe Bayern. Like... Who's the next team? We were like, well, Inter's got like a really high floor because they're defensively solid. And I still think that's true. Like their back three center backs plus Brozovic, Ciaunulu, and Barella are like a very capable back six under pressure in the center of the park. So I don't think they're getting overwhelmed um, in this matchup necessarily. I actually think in terms of playing out from the back, they're probably as good... As Real Madrid now, they don't have like a Vinny Junior, but they have certainly some of the pieces to make a good, you know, outlet type attack. And I actually think that you know, with this being more of a neutral field and not going on the road to City over two legs, they won't be necessarily as penned in as Real was in that second leg when when City beat the beat the hell out of them. So I think there are some angles of of success from a, from a projection standpoint. I also show value. Actually, downgraded city after the FA Cup win, which most people mm-hmm. would probably laugh at. But uh, like BJ said, they were outcreated. You know, Gundogan scores two goals from outside the box. One, I'm still not even sure he was convinced he was shooting. The the, the second one, he yeah. kind of shanked it into the corner, and like De Gea should save that. Um, but I think they have kind of a natural answer for Gundogan as the third man runner too. So it will be uh, an interesting final. Nevertheless, uh, I do have a few. Props that we can, I guess, transition into a little bit here uh, because I'm going to bet Inter. I'm not going to bet Inter, but if I hadn't had the ticket, I would bet Inter plus 1.25. I'm fine with it. Uh, I do think City uh, is is a touch overvalued here, and I think they're out of gas. I think we haven't quite seen it because they haven't had to play that many competitive matches lately. But the same thing I said last week about them just not quite having the juice anymore with having to give guys time off training and Having to go again after having won the league two weeks ago, uh, they did not look as fresh in the second half. And I think that's a real concern uh with them playing a you know another cup final uh, on Saturday, whereas Inter played a very rotated team against Torino in the serie A finale on Saturday as well.
3: So City City are tired. Is that first first they were not not good, then they were frauds, so and now they're tired. That's what that's what we're going with here.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm running out of uh, I'm, I'm I'm backed into a corner. It's, uh, yeah. it's my last stand, uh, but now really, you know, I think that uh, Inter is clearly the inferior team, but they have an underdog profile that I actually like more than uh, you know Man United. And and the one thing that's interesting, you know, we don't know the status of Mkhitaryan. I will be interested to see if Inzaghi tries to do a similar thing to what United did and plays the action midfielder. Uh, because it could, like, like I said, they did a good job of, of keeping City out of their penalty area. And by playing an extra midfielder, clocking up the middle of the pitch, making City go out wide. City's attacked this year. Like, it's not because the fullbacks don't get forward. Like, there's no Cancelo anymore. Like, they're not as uh, reliant on those wide overlaps as they've been in years past um, and iterations past of City. So, I, I do think that's an interesting approach. But then, you know, you also have Doomfreeze who, like, can't really defend out there, which is a little scary from a wingback perspective in the back three. So I'll be interested to see how they, how Inzaghi approaches this. Uh, but yeah, City, uh, you know, running on a little bit of fumes here. We'll see. But yeah. uh, it will be a fun final. I think it's going to be a better final than, than
1: people are expecting. Hi there, listeners. We're back to invite you to head into this sports betting summer with new gear built to last. And friends of the podcast, Shady Rays have you covered against the glare of that summer sun with premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class products, durable frames, the clearest possible optics, and Shady Rays also offers the best protection plan in all of eyewear. How good is it? Well, every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, it's okay. You don't need to cry about it. You just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And you can look good and feel good because to date, Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. That's nice. So exclusively for you, our beloved podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people.
3: Uh, From like a, a player prop perspective, not gonna, not gonna go near the Erling Haaland, uh, stuff. But um, I do think that like you, you can probably find. I think like Manuel Akanji is interesting as as like a first goal scorer. You feel like he's just always around it. One thing that, I, just to show how much of a psychopath, Pep is. If you remember before last year's final day of the Premier League, where you know them in Liverpool were head to head and um, he played gun to gun, and everyone asked him why, and because he, he was kind of like in and out of form that whole season, Pep was like, Yeah, he's he's the best player in the world at one very specific thing, and it was a late like the late arriving run in the box. Um, I feel like he's got something going on with, with uh, Akanji. And that's kind of similar mold. Like I think he just likes the way that he plays, in like when things get a little chaotic in front of the opposition's goal. So if he starts, I'll probably play him at thirty-three to one to to score first. Uh anybody from Inter? I have someone, but I'll, I'll flip it to you. Anything player prop wise for for Inter? The prices obviously are gonna be inflated. uh for the Italian side, given that City is a prohibitive favorite. Uh, anything for you, Bj?
2: Yeah, I liked Lutero Martinez over two and a half shots at plus one twenty-three. Um, oh, it just moved to plus one fifteen as I said that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, no, yeah, he if you want enters, you know, highest shot getter, I mean, he's averaging four point three shots per 90 in Syria and two and a half per 90 in the Champions League this season. And, you know, him and both Lukaku are very physical runners going forward. So even though they're going up against cities you know, monster five center backs, essentially like they, I mean, Martinez is definitely somebody who is unbelievable in transition. And is the reason why Anthony said like they've scored the second most goals in transition. I mean, he's got over 20 goals in Serie A and three in the champions league. So, uh, for inter's highest shot getter to be essentially plus money for over two and a half shots, uh, I think is a tad low. Um, and you know, if you want, you know, if Mekatarian starts, uh, first goal scorer 20 to one is interesting to me. Um, if, you know, he's in that similar mold as Gun with those late arriving runs into the box. Um, but yeah, if, if player prop wise, I'm probably going to be targeting a lot of enter, uh, you know, players, just because I do think that they're a little, a lot of their prices are it's tad inflated. I mean, both Lutero Martinez and Lukaku are both eight to one uh, as for first goal scorer. And I might just be a sicko and take. I found uh, Erling Holland to not score plus one, plus 110. Um, I'm just going to be a sicko and probably fine. take that just for fun. No no um, goal
3: scored, too. It's 12 to one. I thought about it as mm-hmm. well. I, yeah, um, that needs to be eh, maybe a little yeah. higher,
2: maybe 15 to play that. But yeah, so Lutero Martinez, is that, that would be someone I would be
3: targeting uh, in the player prop market. Anthony. Any, oh, I mean, uh, with how tired City is, you, you're probably. Breaking the bank to bet all these inter players.
4: Well, not not necessarily, but uh, there's a couple of things I like uh, to get carded. Uh, if Bastoni's in the lineup, I'm seeing three to one. Uh, I like Bastoni to pick up a card here. Uh, you know, one of the main reasons he's one of their most uh, actively on the ball players, and I like that in this situation because if he loses possession, he gets caught out, and he has to take a tactical foul. Uh, he's the guy that if City is anchoring their press. They're probably going to anchor it around him. And so he's most likely to have that high turnover, even though he's pretty good in possession. Like he's still the most likely player to have the high turnover that leads to the, uh oh, oh shit foul. Um, so, you know, Bastoni completing the most passes of anybody on the team this year in Syria. Uh, so yeah, give me Bastoni three to one to be carded. Uh, and then I was looking at John stones uh, shot on target um, plus two fifty. Uh I saw that one book. I think stones was really interesting in the cup final against United. He got forward a lot. Um, his ball progression, his dribbling was a big part of, of kind of setting Gunduan and setting the table for Um, uh, But I can't imagine that Inter won't be keyed in on, on Ilkay. So that could open the door for stones to not only just from set pieces where he's very tall and, and know he's dangerous there, just to like get a nothing header and head it toward goal. And probably doesn't go in, but like it could be enough to register a shot on goal or, Uh, where he takes a pot shot from, you know, 20 yards because the ball falls to him because he's that player that's been dribbling and passing forward so much uh, and setting up, kind of setting the table for Grealish, Debrana, Foden, whoever it is that's in that right wing role, Silva. Um, So I think Stones is interesting to me from like a long shot perspective on who could get shots up in this game, shots off uh, in this one. So those are the two that I had kind of circled. Uh, I haven't seen possession props yet. Correct me if I'm wrong, BJ. I haven't seen anything. Nothing yet. We're recording this on, what, Tuesday? So as we get closer to game time, we'll be interesting. I'll tweet if I end up betting a possession prop. But uh, I think that that's uh, the best way to go after this matchup.
2: Yeah, one thing we should also mention, uh, the referee for this match is going to be Sezmon Marcinak, who is a Polish referee who has given out 28 yellows and seven Champions League appearances. And he's mainly a referee in the Polish League. So, um you know, you can do the math on what was that, four, four per, four per match yellows. So just some information
3: for everybody out there. All right. That's the Champions League done and dusted.
4: Mm-hmm. Not hedging 34 to 1. Got a boy. Roma, by the way, we have to have a moment for Roma. Um, Gosh. No. I mean, there were so many chances there at the end. The the one on one with Bellotti, the Tammy miss on the goal line, the crossbar hit off of, uh, Chris Smalling in stoppage time, stoppage time, stoppage time. And then, I mean, I knew we were dead in the shootout uh, because we took off all of our good attackers and had, like, all center backs taking the pens. But disappointing. It was a fun ride. We got all the way to the finish. Uh, we will be pouring one out. Fiorentina plays West Ham in the Conference League, Michael. Game of the year. I'm not hedging that ticket either. Uh, I think this is a, this, it's an interesting matchup. Fiorentina wants the ball. Uh, they will you know do a lot of ball progression West Ham doesn't want it they want to protect the penalty area uh Fiorentina's transition defense is flawed there are real holes there so that's like an advantage for West Ham but it's kind of similar to kind of similar in reverse to what we just saw last week where Fiorentina will have most of the ball they'll be doing the they'll have the impetus on them but they'll never really create a ton against that West Ham defense and then uh, I, I very much see this as a true coin flip so uh, I will not be hedging but again if we get the pens, then I will be hedging because I can't lose on pens and a coin flip with a eight to one ticket. So uh, that's where I sit on, on kind of the Fiorentina West Ham matchup.
2: How are you going to feel losing all three finals and
4: having it all team? on penalties too. That's all on penalties. Yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of expecting that I did. I took a piece off when we got to pens, but it was just uh, never felt like we had a chance.
2: Against yeah. Boston. Once we got to pens, it felt, it felt over.
3: All right. Uh, that does it. For this episode of Goal cool, presented to you by Bet365, we will probably be back in a couple weeks, um, maybe to set up, you know, next like an early look at next season, some uh, women's World Cup, and we'll, we'll try to get that schedule sorted out uh, because of the Australian, the time difference between here and Australia, of course, is a little tricky to work around, but uh, we'll definitely have episodes up for. Uh, that tournament, and then, as always, the offseason. It lasts like three weeks, so uh, you'll, you'll be hearing mm-hmm. from us soon. Burnley, by the way, is doing two preseasons. They're already doing preseason right now, and then they're taking mm-hmm. a break and then doing another preseason, so crazy. Anyways, uh, I'm Cut- going
4: to the – I think it's Chelsea, Brighton, and, like, Newcastle Villa, the uh, the summer series in Philly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. Very excited to watch yep. the Zerby ball. James Milner. Nice. Brighton legend. Indeed. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yep. Be on the lookout. I'll have some AFCON qualifiers coming up here in the middle of June, right after the season ends. I believe they're on the 18th. So, like the week after the Champions League. Then, um, yeah, we get a little bit
4: of a break <laughs> and then we're we're back for the Women's World Cup. Maybe we should do like an MLS special. I'll find somebody who God, knows, no. knows MLS betting and we can please, have them on and talk about God, it. God, no.
2: I'd rather do Brazilian Serie A than MLS. And on that note,
3: ta-ta, everybody. Action Network
2: reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.